Tater Coats by Flora Annie Steele. In a magnificent palace by the sea, there once dwelt a very rich old lord, who had neither wife nor children living, and only one little granddaughter, whose face he had never seen in, her, in all her life. He hated her bitterly, because at her birth his favorite daughter died. And when the old nurse brought him the baby, he swore that she might live or die as she liked, but he would never look on her face as long as she lived. So he turned his back and sat by his window, looking out over the sea, and weeping great tears for his lost daughter, till his white hair and beard grew down over his shoulders and twined around his chair and crept into the chinks of the floor, and his tears dropping onto the window ledge, wore a channel through the stone and ran away in a little river to the great sea. Meanwhile, his granddaughter grew up with no one to care for her or clothe her. Only the old nurse, when no one was by, would sometimes give her a dish of scraps from the kitchen or a torn petticoat from the rag bag, while the other servants of the palace would drive her from the house with blows and mocking words, calling her tater coats, and pointing to her bare feet and shoulders till she ran away crying to hide among the bushes. So she grew up with little to eat or to wear. Spending her days out of doors, her only companion, a goose herd, who fed his flock of geese on the common. And his good goose herd was a merry little chap. And when she was hungry or cold or tired, he would play to her so gaily on his little pipe that she forgot all her troubles and would fall to dancing with his flock of noisy geese for partners. Now one day, people told each other that the king was traveling through the land and was to give a great ball to all the lords and ladies of the country in the town nearby, and that the prince, his only son, was to choose a wife from amongst the maidens in the company. In due time, one of the royal invitations to the ball was brought to the palace by the sea, and the servants carried it up to the old lord, who still sat by his window, trapped in his long white hair and weeping into the little river that was fed by his tears. But when he heard the king's command, he dried his eyes and bade them bring shears to cut him loose from his hair, for his hair had bound him a prisoner and he could not move. Then he sent for rich clothes and jewels, which he put on, and he ordered the servants to saddle the white horse with gold and silk that he might ride to meet the king. He quite forgot he had a granddaughter to take to the ball. Meanwhile, Tater Goats sat by the kitchen door weeping because she could not go to see the grand doings. And when the old nurse heard her crying, she went to the lord of the palace and begged him to take his granddaughter with him to the ball. But he only frowned and told her to be silent while the servants laughed and said, Tater Coats is happy in her rags, playing with the goose herd. Let her be. It is all she is fit for. 
a second and then a third time the old nurse begged him to let the girl go with him but she was answered only by black looks and fierce words till she was driven from the room by the jeering servants with blows and mocking words weeping over her ill success the old nurse went to look for tetagos but the girl had been turned from the door by the cook and had run away to tell her friend the goose her how unhappy she was because she could not go to the king's ball now when the goose herd had listened to her story he bade her cheer up and proposed that they should go together into the town to see the king and all the fine things and when she looked sorrowfully down at her rats and bare feet he played a note or two upon his pipe so gay and merry that she forgot all about her tears and her troubles and before she well knew the goose herd had taken her by the hand and she and he and the geese before them were dancing down the road towards town before they had gone very far a handsome young man splendidly dressed rode up and stopped to ask the way to the castle where the king was staying and when he found that they too were going he got off his horse and walked beside them along the road you see merry folk he said and we'll be good company good company indeed said the goose herd and played new tune that was not a dance it was a curious tune and it made the strange young man stare and stare and stare at tetacos till he couldn't see her rats till he couldn't to tell the truth see anything but her beautiful face then he said you are the most beautiful maiden in the world will you marry me then the goose herd smiled to herself and played sweeter than ever but tetacos laughed nor i said she you would be finely put to shame and so would i be if you took a goose girl for your wife go and ask one of the great ladies you will see tonight at the king's ball and do not flout poor tetacos but the more she refused him the sweeter the pipe played and deeper the young man fell in love till at last he begged her to come that night at 12 to the king's ball just as she was with the goose herd and his geese in her torn petticoat and bare feet and see if he couldn't dance with her before the king and the lords and ladies and present her to them all as his dear and honored bride now at first tetacot said she would not but the goose herd said take fortune when it comes little one so when the night came and the hall in the castle was full of light and music and the lords and ladies were dancing before the king just as the clock struck 12 tetacots and the goose herd followed by his flock of noisy geese hissing and swaying their heads entered at the great doors and walked straight up the ball while on either side the ladies whispered the lords laughed and the king seated at the far end stared in amazement but as they came in front of the throne tetacots lover rose from beside the king and came to meet her taking her by the hand he kissed her thrice before them all and turned to the king father he said for it was the prince himself i have made my choice and here is my bride the loveliest and sweetest girl in all the land 
Before he had finished speaking, the goose heard had put a spite to his lips and played a few notes that sounded like a bird singing far off in the woods. And as he played, Tatercoat's rags were changed to shining robes, soon with glittering jewels. The golden crown lay upon her hair, and the flock of geese behind her became a crowd of dainty pages, bearing her long train. As the king rose to greet her as his daughter, the trumpet sounded loudly in honor of the new princess, and the people outside in the street said to each other, Ah, now the prince has chosen for his wife the loveliest girl in all the land. But the goose herd was never seen again, and no one knew what became of him, while the old lord went home once more to his palace by the sea, for he could not stay at court when he had sworn never to look on his granddaughter's face. So there he still sits by his window. If you could only see him, weeping more bitterly than ever, and his white hair was bound, has bound him to the stones, and the river of his tears runs away to the great sea.